Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Give me the melodic tunes here. Let's start off with our bottom five. The list of sadness. The five worst teams in the NFL right now. And I will begin in the 28th spot. And they lost the last night to fall to 2-6. and six. They didn't really have much of a chance. Sad thing is for the Bills, you have to look at that and say, you know what, I thought the Bills played pretty well last night. Still didn't cover. Still didn't really have much of a chance to win. I've got the Bills in the 28th spot on my list of the bottom five teams in the NFL. In the 29th spot. I have got the Cleveland Browns. Things have come uh, uh, unglued very quickly for the Cleveland Browns. Like I said earlier, you look at their final, uh, you look at their final eight games. It ain't a good list. I think they're in trouble. I think they're probably going to go like one in seven. So uh, if you're a Browns fan, you had a lot of optimism this year. I would say go ahead and uh, I don't know, get ready for what can you cheer for instead? The the, the Ty Lue's already been fired. It's a rough off, rough winter in Cleveland. Not going to be much interest in the Cavs. Your Browns are already effectively done. Maybe root for the Indians. Root for spring training. I don't know. The Giants. Maybe root for Ohio State to get things back in order. Uh, the Giants, I've got at the 30th spot. Remember, today is also the NFL trade deadline. We got about uh, 12 hours left or so in the NFL trade deadline. Maybe 10 hours left in the NFL trade deadline. Will the Giants move any major players that they haven't already moved? They are now sitting at 1-7. How much selling will be going on? How much buying will be going on? 
that's worth paying attention to as the show progresses and certainly as Fox Sports Radio progresses all day today because there could be some big names moving with teams deciding, you know what, we have no chance to advance in the playoffs. Let's go ahead and get some value. Let's be sellers. And then there's a lot of other teams that could be buyers. So my bottom five, the Bills, the Browns, the Giants, the two worst teams in the NFL. And we go out to the Bay Area. I would like to apologize to San Francisco and to Oakland and to all of the fabulous residents of the Bay Area. Guys, the Raiders and the 49ers are the two worst teams in the NFL right now. Now, you may notice that the Cardinals are not on this list. That is intentional this week because the Cardinals found a way to win a football game with their rookie quarterback, Josh Rosen, and I elevated them intentionally out of my list of the bottom five teams in the NFL. So I'm going Bills, Browns, Giants, Raiders, and 49ers as the five worst teams in the NFL. Danny G, your thoughts? Well, the Bay Area, it is a battle for the top draft pick. This game coming up on Thursday night is going to be a barn burner. Is that one of the worst Thursday night football games of all time? No, it's not because you got to wonder who's going to get the number one draft pick. I'm being serious. Yeah, but I don't care who gets the number one draft pick in this respect. We know the 49ers are not drafting a quarterback. And so I genuinely care when a quarterback is being drafted because things change with the selection of number one draft pick quarterbacks. But the 49ers look to me to be a team that probably wants to trade out of the number one pick if they end up in that in that position because they're going to be a decent number of quarterbacks. Justin Herbert, Drew Locke, notwithstanding how bad they were in the second half against uh, Kentucky, there are a lot of guys out there that could be in the running to be the first quarterback taken. This is a bad year, I think, to be uh, the number one pick if you're the 49ers. That is my bottom five. Bills, Browns, Giants, Raiders, and the 49ers. All right, my top five. That was the list of sadness. Here is the list of excellence, and I'll count them down in reverse order. Chargers in the fifth spot. Chargers obviously had a bye week coming off their win by a point over the uh, Tennessee Titans in London. I, I told you beforehand, the Chargers are my pick to make the Super Bowl out of the AFC before the season started. I think the Chargers have a very good chance to win their next four games and be sitting at 9-2. and two. I told you that when they were sitting at 3-2 and two, that I thought they could win their next six. Well, they went out, dominated the Browns. Now they have won another game against the Titans, got a bye week. They have to feel pretty good. Melvin Gordon, you figure, is going to come back. The Chargers at number five overall in my list of the top five in the NFL. In the four spot, I've got the New England Patriots. Again, I would call it a workmanlike win. Not a lot of uh, excitement or sizzle there um, in terms of uh, their performance over the pay- over the Bills. But they're now, what, six and two? And I think all of the issues that you might have been concerned about when the Patriots came out and lost to the Detroit Lions to fall to one and two and look so bad, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't think they'd win their next five. The schedule gets appreciably easier now for the New England Patriots. And uh, I think they have a bye week now. And then I believe they return, if I'm not mistaken. I need to look at their schedule. Danny G, look at their schedule to confirm this. I know they play the Titans in Nashville here on November the 11th. And I think they're coming out of a bye week, which is probably going to be ugly for my Tennessee Titans. I think they come out of a bye week. You don't want to play Bill Belichick anytime. 
but you definitely don't want to play Bill Belichick yep. coming out of a bye week. Yeah, it's Packers at Patriots November 4th, and then Patriots at Titans November 11th. All right, so they don't have a bye week then. I feel better about that. So they have to play against the Packers. So they've got a tough game. That's right. That's the game that they were advertising to Michael Jordan. Yeah. So that's a hell of a game on Sunday Night Football with the Packers going on the road uh, against the Patriots. In the three spot, I have got the New Orleans Saints. The Saints in the three spot. I thought a really good win for the Saints over the Vikings this past weekend. Now we've got an epic game with uh, the Rams going on the road against the Saints. But first, in my two spot, I have got the Kansas City Chiefs and the best team in the NFL. Like I just said, they go on the road against the Saints to battle for NFC superiority. He took a knee instead of scoring because he's such a smart football player, Todd Gurley, and the used-to-be St. Louis, now, sorry, St. Louis, now L.A. Rams. So my top five in order, Rams, Chiefs, Saints, Patriots, Chargers. I feel pretty good about that top five. Any disagreements, Danny G? I feel like a broken record because every week I say, where are the Panthers at? They were one of my picks at the start of the season. McCaffrey having a great season, and of course, Cam Newton. You love him on Lock It In when you're on TV, but for some reason on the radio, you ignore him. Well, I, I'm not convinced that the Panthers are a top-five team yet. We'll see. They have the time to earn their way in. You could argue they would be in maybe in the five spot. I think the top four are set. I mean, I think if you're paying any attention at all to the NFL, even if you're a casual fan, you're aware Rams, Chiefs, Saints, and Patriots are the top four. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. About to be joined by Charles Davis, voice of Madden. He had the Giants-Redskins game this past weekend. We'll ask him whether or not he thinks the Giants might be selling any more assets as we get ready for the NFL trade deadline. But first, Ralph Irvin, my man, give us an update on what's shaking in the world of sports. Well, thank you very much, Clay. And it was a record-setting night for Clay Thompson as he hit 14 three-pointers as the Warriors played Chicago. 52 total points for Clay, and Golden State was a 149-124 winner. Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, each with 23 points, leading Denver past New Orleans 116-111. Milwaukee was without Giannis Monday night, but they did have seven players scoring double figures, and they handed Toronto their first loss of the season, 124-109. The Bucks are 7-0. And Jimmy Butler with 32 points, handing the Lakers yet another loss, 124-120. Minnesota beats L.A. In tonight's Discover Card key matchup, the Boston Bruins take on the Carolina Hurricanes at 7 p.m. Eastern. Speaking of matchups, become a new card member, and Discover Card will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match limitations apply of course monday night football saw the new england patriots beat buffalo 25 to 6 it was the seventh straight season that the patriots have won in buffalo and the cleveland browns made the decision firing hugh jackson he was 336 and one at his time with the browns the team promotes greg williams the offensive or defensive coordinator to head coach offensive coordinator todd haley has also been fired now let's go back to the Geico Outkick Studios for more NFL talk with Clay Travis and Charles Davis. Good stuff as always live here in the Geico Outkick Studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And you know what else is easy? 
It's talking to my guy, Charles Davis. Let's go ahead and bring him in at CFD 22, uh, calling games for Fox every weekend in the NFL, or as my kids know him, that guy whose voice I hear all the time when they're sitting around playing Madden. Uh, Charles, right off the uh, right off the jump here, you had the uh, Redskins on the road against the Giants. I feel like the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Eagles have gotten 90% of the talk in the NFC East, yet it's the Redskins sitting at 5-2. and two. How good are they? They're good enough to win the division, Clay, and I know a lot of people still say they won't, and I understand why. And look, it's not... A, what I'm about to say is not a criticism. It's 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 understandable. I know in our Fox kickoff show last week, Tony Gonzalez said they were good enough to win the division. Michael Vick said, "Nope, still runs through Philadelphia," and that makes sense, right? That is the, <laughs> the def- they are the defending Super Bowl champions, so they have to play them twice. But they do all the things the way old school football dictates that you do it to win a championship. Clay, they run the ball really well with Adrian Peterson. They stopped the run really well with the Alabama guys, you know, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen and the kid from Temple, Matt Ioannidis, who doesn't get enough attention. He is, he is Washington compared to Dallas, New York, and, and Philadelphia in terms of getting attention with those guys. But they don't throw the ball as well as, as you do as, you're, as you need to in modern football, and that's going to be the issue if they end up in a shootout-type game, which could happen this week against Atlanta at home. You know, if you're chasing – because they haven't chased well. That's been their issue. Every game they've won, they've scored first and won the ball game, and have led throughout. Every game they've lost, they've never led. So we've got to find out if they're the type of team that can find a way to come back if they get into a tight game. But they gritted it out against the Giants. They didn't play particularly well. The Giants aren't particularly good, but the game was tight. It was, not, it was kind of sloppy. It wasn't the most aesthetic game. But they're good enough to win the division. I just wonder if they're going to get the passing game going to the extended. I think you're going to need the way we play football nowadays, Clay. Adrian Peterson has been a revelation for the Washington Redskins. I mean, everybody thought, myself included, they got Darius Geis. I know you watched him play at LSU. I did. I thought this guy is going to be really good NFL running back. He goes down with an injury in the preseason and or early in the season. I can't even remember exactly, but I think it was the preseason. Yeah, and so they bring in Adrian Peterson. I think a lot of people, myself included, probably you, although I don't know, thought, you know, Adrian Peterson's 33. Best days certainly are behind him, but how much gas does he have left in the tank? Next thing you know, he's busting off a 64-yard touchdown run. Nobody can catch him from behind, and he looks like a freak out there. What happened? That's one of the great questions that I would have because we saw him last year when he was younger. (laughs) <laughs> and he and he didn't look like he still had it. We saw the New Orleans days, right? And they get rid of him. We saw the Arizona days, and he put up a nice day the first game there against uh, Tampa Bay. I actually did that game where he looked like he was young and then didn't really show that afterwards. And then I've heard comments where he said, well, the O-lines and this and that. And I was like, the O-line? Look at New Orleans' offensive line. Kamara and Ingram don't have any problem with it. So I was like you, Clay. I thought that we would get a couple of nice performances from him this year because his pride is so intense and his talent is immense, but I didn't think he'd be able to string it together like this. I really didn't. And he's laughing somewhere in in the D.C. area saying, yep, another one of the doubters. I'm going to get you. And he's playing through injuries. He's playing hurt, shoulder, knee, age. And that last run to ice it, 
he did get good blocking, but he outran everyone to the end zone, 64 yards. So I, somebody, somebody, I saw someone tweeted yesterday that I think that was the longest run by someone his age or older since Jim Thorpe in 1921. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know if I have it exactly right, but it's such a good stat that and able to get Jim Thorpe in the conversation that you take it and run with it. 1921, Thorpe had an 80-yarder on a team that doesn't exist anymore versus a team that doesn't exist anymore. And here is Adrian Peterson, Ice, in their game doing, doing the same thing. So, yeah, he has been beyond a revelation, but it's been very strange to see that whole offense change, Clay, where Jay Gruden, the head coach and, and play caller, runs everything through him, running game first, last, and always. And Alex Smith, whatever you do, don't screw up anything. But I do know that Jay really wants some bigger plays out of the passing game and is desperate to try and find them and get them. You are down in the state of Florida, which means you probably hear a lot about uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I would imagine. I know Orlando, where you live, not that far away. Hour away. You also obviously are very familiar with Jameis Winston because he also played his college ball at Florida State and was incredibly successful as their quarterback. Yeah. What in the world is going to happen with Jameis Winston now uh, in the wake of his performance against Cincinnati Bengals? Well, the, the first move happened that I expected to happen. Um, he's, he's not, he wasn't named starting quarterback for this week going forward. Now, what they're going to do the rest of the year, I don't know. But Jameis, who I happen to like on a personal level in a lot of ways, so I want to make sure that's expressed because people always – you know how it is in our business, Clay. You know, you're biased, you're not biased, you're this, you're that. It's, it's honestly, Charles, why I try to tell every – I try to be as honest as I possibly can. I try to put can. it out there. Because, yeah, so people because, can make always, decisions. Yeah, it always boomerangs back around anyway if you don't say something. People come, oh, well, you know, I know you do. Okay, here it is. I like him on a personal level. Spend a little bit of time with him. I'm not going to sit here and tell people something that's false. It's not like we talk every day, we do a bunch of things, but we have communicated. Okay, so that's expressed. Yep. But I knew after what had happened, and I knew immediately when I saw Fitzpatrick lead the comeback to get them to to a tie. Did you see how the offensive lineman jumped on Fitzpatrick on the yes. last one when they tied yes. the game? I talked I knew about right it yesterday. Then and there, okay, right then and there, I said, okay, they can't start Jameis in the next ball game because the old adage comes into play, Clay. The team picks the quarterback, and they pick Fitzpatrick right there because of what had happened. Plus, Jameis has had, an, a, 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 throughout his career, whenever there's been an error, right, whenever he has been in, in, in deep trouble, what is, what is the common denominator of his press conferences? I know I've got to do better. I know I made a mistake. I know I can't th- turn the ball over. I know I can't, right? How many times have you seen it? And I think that this was kind of one of those where everyone's hands went up and they're like, I can't, I can't do it. I watched his press conference, and it was the same thing. And I'm not saying that as a criticism. It's just that you can't say the same thing over and over and not change the, change the outcome before people eventually say, hold up a second, we've got to do something else. So that's where they are, and here's the bottom line. If I'm not mistaken, and help me with this, he and Marcus Mariota, right, the number one and two pick of that draft, that fifth-year option still looms for both of them, correct? I believe that both teams have picked them up, they picked but they're them up, only but, but guaranteed but with, unless yeah, they get Yeah, they're only guaranteed the fifth year. Yes. After that, who knows? And don't forget with Tampa, depending on how the season comes out, 
Will they still have the same coaching staff in place? Will they still have the same administration in place? That has to be determined. Tennessee will because it'll be Mike Vrabel's second year in terms of coaching staff, and I don't see John Robinson and crew going anywhere. But they will have a tough decision to make, you know, or the organization with Amy Adams strong. What are we going to do with our quarterbacks? Because as of right now, the two of them have not lived up to number one, number two status overall. They've shown flashes but they haven't been consistently what you would expect out of one and two. And Jameis might not be the number one quarterback when the season ends. That's a big decision to be made. Another big decision. Another big decision to be made is now with the Cleveland Browns who have fired Hugh Jackson. Would you make a run at Lincoln Riley if you were Jimmy Haslam and you were trying to figure out who was going to be the coach in theory to mold your number one overall draft pick in Baker Mayfield or – are there other guys out there that you think, man, this guy could make a lot of sense? I think that on the surface it makes a ton of sense because of who Baker played for and, and, and worked under Riley. But if I follow that line of reasoning strictly for that, in that case i got to call Cliff Kingsbury, even though Baker didn't get along with him at the end. You know, i got to talk yes. to guys who, who, who helped him become what he is. See, Lincoln Riley is doing a terrific job at Oklahoma, and I think he's already expressed that he has no interest in this time of scratching that itch of the NFL. I don't know that the NFL is where Lincoln Riley needs to be at this stage of his career. Down the road, maybe. I think college is perfect for him, and some guys are college guys, some guys are NFL guys, some guys are both. It's still be determined with Lincoln, but that was not my first thought, but I just knew everyone was going to hop on it because it's a very easy deal. It's a great piece. And I understand why, but I would not have been in favor of it. But I would think that whoever the next head coach is, it's a formula, Clay, and it's very simple. You better take care of Mayfield and what's around him because that's where your franchise is going. So what's the formula? Sean McVay did that in in Los Angeles with Goff and that offense, and they kept working on the other stuff. You have a juggernaut now. How is Chicago sitting right there leading the NFC North again? They went out and hired Matt Nagy, brought in Mark Helfrich, and said, we've got to get Mitchell Trubisky going and build around him. And, of course, adding Khalil Mack has not hurt, obviously. But, again, what was your first priority? Taking care of that young Q. So that's what they have to do. You drafted Mayfield 1. You've got to take care of the young quarterback. Who are the coaches that you can bring in that can adapt to this kid, have this kid adapt to the NFL the best way they know how, continue to build around and go. So there's your formula. Go ahead and make your list, Clay. Have everybody make their list. Who, who are those people that are going to come in and do that? Because we've got two great examples for you that we're going to need a third one now for Mayfield. We're talking to Charles Davis. Are you uh, at CFD 22? Are you a, a horror movie fan on the eve here of Halloween? Not a super horror movie fan. I will tell you that Friday the 13th, the original, came out, of course, on Friday the 13th. And I remember being in the theater in New Paltz, New York, and as memory serves, I was one of about 10 people still in my seat when the thing ended. (laughs) But the only reason I was in my seat, Clay, was because my legs just couldn't work. It wasn't because I could handle it. Everyone else was running out of there. My legs just couldn't physically get up and move. And so I looked like I was courageous, and I went with it. I was terrified. So that, that's all I got. I was in high school at the time. Yeah, we, uh, I, I've obviously got the three boys. So uh, we are in the, in the final stages of preparation for Halloween, which uh, becomes a, a major event here. Uh, Charles, appreciate the time. Who you got this weekend? 
I've got um, the Atlanta Falcons at Washington, and that ought to be a heck of a deal. And as I said before, if Atlanta's offense is perking and turns this into a shootout game, that'll be an interesting look for Washington because that's not really how they've wanted to play. But if Washington snuffs them early and just go ahead and just, you know, just pretty much puts the bag overhead and take, takes the air out of the whole thing, hey, they're on their way again. And right now that's their formula. But, again, they really want to find a way to throw the ball and get it downfield. They just haven't figured it out yet. That is an intriguing game because if the Falcons can get back, I think they're 3-4, and four, right? Three so they can four. theoretically get back to 4-4 four and four and yep. be in that wild card race again, despite the fact that they started 1-4, and four, right? So that would be a heck, right. of a, a heck of a response to win three in a row. And meanwhile, the uh, Washington Redskins, you get to 6-2, and two, and you're officially at the halfway point, given the fact that the second-best team in that division right now is sitting around 4-4. Four and four. I mean, you'd have to be ecstatic as you come down the home stretch. That'll be a fun one. I'll be watching for sure. Good stuff, Certainly my man. Well. Thank you, sir. You take care of yourself. Hello to the boys. Will do. Appreciate it. That's Charles Davis at CFD22. Go follow him on Twitter there. We come back. Got some ideas for who the Cleveland Browns should pursue in the great replacement of Hugh Jackson debate. And we'll also ask the question um, as we move into the top of hour two in honor of Halloween coming uh, tomorrow. What's your favorite scary movie? I want to get some early reads on that, and uh, we'll have some fun with that tomorrow as well. I hope all of you are having a spectacular Tuesday wherever you may be across the country. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. I had a bulging stricter stuck to my face. Sam, you have a what? This is Animal Thunderdome. All right, we get so many questions about this that every time we go Animal Thunderdome, we have to go to him first to get an update. Dub, what is the latest on the tiger hunt for the man-eating tiger in India? 14 victims so far. Yeah, Clay, nothing newsworthy to report right now regarding Nawab Shafav Ali Khan and his search for the deadly trio of man-eaters in India. But rest assured, there will be an update whenever the time comes, and I will be interrupting whatever we are talking about to give that update and hopefully it's in the near future. Doesn't matter what it might be about. What you got for me, Danny G? All right. Firefighters in California say a man house-sitting for his parents tried to use a blowtorch to kill some dangerous spiders, and he set the house on fire. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Fresno Fire Department said last Tuesday they responded to a house on fire in the Woodward Lake Housing Development Firefighters say the man who made the call escaped the house safely, fortunately. He told firefighters that he found some black widow spiders in the house and he had been trying to kill them with a blowtorch when he sparked the blaze. No injuries reported from the fire, which damaged the entire second story of the house and the attic. This, by the way, (laughs) some people are going to hear this story and not believe it. My wife, when she sees a spider is so terrified of spiders that I find this thoroughly believable. Like, if we suddenly had a ton of Black Widow spiders in our house and she was in charge of killing them, first of all, I don't know that she could kill them. Let's start there. Because her primary response would immediately be, you go kill them. Like, she would get me and have me go kill the spiders. 
it wouldn't stun me at all if she burned the house down trying to kill Black Widow's, Black Widow spiders. Wouldn't surprise me at all. So, uh, so th- that is thoroughly believable to me. I actually feel a little bit bad for this guy. <laughs> also, can you imagine how old was he? Do we know? It doesn't say his age. He was obviously house sitting for his parents, so you would assume he's a teenager. Can you imagine? No, I assume he's like older. Well, twenty like I maybe. I mean, yeah, house when I sitting. hear house sitting, well, you I'm could be eighteen. Like, you could be a senior in high school, maybe. Yeah, but you, you, you look. I'm not leaving my eighteen-year-old <laughs> to take care of my house if I go out of town. Like when I hear house sitter, I think somebody who's in his twenties or maybe even thirty. Like I would love to know how old this guy was. See, see, everybody else on the show, see if you can figure this out. Because can you imagine being a parent and you go on vacation and your stupid idiot kid? burns down your house trying to kill spiders i mean i and also how far was the vacation were they like a long way away because can you imagine getting that phone call from your idiot son who's like hey positive i killed some spiders in your house negative i burned down the second floor to do it and by the way this has happened before arizona's tucson fire department responded to a similar incident back in 2017 they say a man had been attempting to use a propane torch to kill some spiders in his family's mobile home when that structure caught on fire. This seems, by the way, to be one of the dumbest things that you could possibly decide to do, right? Like, I don't know about you. What's the number one way that I kill a spider? I get a shoe. A shoe, right? The jump between shoe to to, to flamethrower. (laughs) To blowtorch. Yeah, seems to me to be pretty substantial jump. Like, you don't even go with, like, a rolled-up newspaper or a magazine you go from shoe to blowtorch. I'm just saying that seems a little excessive to me in the in the spider <laughs> destruction realm. Unless there's like, unless it's like arachnophobia and the you know entire floor is moving with uh, with spiders. I think you could probably use a shoe. All right, in one of our favorite countries for the Thunderdome, India, an alleged smuggler was found with three venomous cobras hidden under the seat of his motor scooter last week. A, oh. a video recorded by wildlife officials in Bandupur show that authorities stopped this guy and they searched his scooter. The man. First of all, hold on a sec. <laughs> okay. What makes you decide to search a scooter? I wouldn't think there was very much on a scooter well, it, anyway. It explains it here. They had suspected him of poaching because of his trips from a forest area back and forth. So they had their eye on him. So that's why they stopped him. The footage shows the snakes were alive and obviously showed aggression toward the police. Cobras are protected species in India because they're prized by poachers for their skin and their venom. I just, I am, I, I, this well, is another well, Why example. would you kill these and then try to smuggle? Why is this guy smuggling live cobras? My guess is probably the venom is valuable. Ah, okay. And if, once you die, it's hard to get the venom would be my guess. But I, I, I just, I can't think of anything that would scare me more. Like, again, I'm a snakist. I would be in favor yeah. of wiping out all snakes from the planet. I think we'd be a better place. Like, everybody's always afraid of, like, endangered species and everything else. <laughs> you know what? We can never kill off snakes. I've never heard of a snake that just ceased to exist. Have you? Like, it seems like snakes always find a way to survive. I haven't. Are there any snakes on the endangered species list? I don't think we've ever eradicated a snake species. Like, why are we killing off all these things that are kind of cute, like koala bears and, like, uh, I don't know, Komodo dragons? But snakes we can never kill off. It seems to me that we're not endangering the right species. By the way, there is video of these three cobras under his seat of his scooter. So Google that. 
it's pretty crazy. What a to tough s- way to make a living. Yeah, and they pop up and they like, you know, they lunge forward to the person who's shooting the video. It, it just, how much would that scare you to open up that scooter seat and have those Cobras jump at you like that? I mean, I the, the, I, the whole way that the Cobra works, the fact that it right, raises itself up and the fact that it can spread its, you know, head and everything else. The Cobra, there's a strong argument for of all the animals that like like just think about an animal that you could see that you're not expecting to see maybe a shark in the ocean like a great white in the ocean on land i'm not sure there's a scarier animal to suddenly be confronted by than a cobra standing up spreading its head like looking right at you i mean there's people all over the country right now with chill bumps i just got them thinking about that Halloween's tomorrow. The scariest land animal I can imagine coming face-to-face with, I think the cobra's number one. Even scarier than like a lion, a tiger, an alligator, crocodile, all of it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. I appreciate all of you spending your time with us. Please go download the podcast, search out OutKick. We're trying to set a record. Danny G, we're close to setting a record for October for the best podcast month we've ever had, correct? Yeah, we are right on pace with last month. So we need a final push here in the last couple days of the month. So tell your friends, family, set one of your other devices to automatically (laughs) download the podcast. Oh, grab your grandparents' phones and uh, subscribe to the Outkick the (laughs) Coverage podcast on their phone. That'll count as well, even if they can't listen. Yeah, whatever you can do, make sure that you do it uh, to download the podcast. And uh, hopefully by Halloween, we'll have a lot of fun. By the way, tomorrow's show, not that today's show hasn't been fun. In fact, it has. An hour one, Charles Davis. Hour two, Mark Schlereth. Make sure you go back and listen to those. We're about to talk to Petros Papadakis. Tomorrow's Halloween. And obviously, a lot of parents out there, a lot of kids who are dressing up for Halloween will be listening to the show. We will have a Halloween spooktacular show for you tomorrow. Uh, so that will be a lot of fun. Make sure you don't miss it. The final show of the month of October, uh, tomorrow, Halloween uh, edition. And then Thursday show, which will be November 1st, I will almost 1 billion percent guarantee you I will be hungover and may <laughs> still be drunk. May still be drunk on Thursday. Wait, show. I Can't, thought you were going to use a vacation day. I was thinking about taking a vacation day. Did I tell you that I was going to take a vacation day on you, Thursday? The you first? said it on the air a couple of days ago. Yeah, you know what? I, I was thinking that I was going to take a vacation day. And, you know, I was I was in London, and now they got on the phone with me, and they want me to come out to L.A. and do some more of the TV stuff. So I don't, I don't think I'm going to take the vacation day. Instead, I'm going to do the show drunk. So if you are, <laughs> a, uh, if you are an OutKick fan, I think I will still be drunk on Thursday morning. In our neighborhood, nice. everybody, the parents take the kids all walking around to go trick-or-treating, and a lot of the houses have drink, uh, drinks for the, uh, for the parents. Like, for instance, in my neighborhood, we are – and they put the list out of all the houses that have alcohol. So uh, they call them cider houses. So they actually are labeled in our neighborhood which houses you can go up to if you're a parent and get alcohol at those houses. We will have a massive fireball machine. Uh, because Fireball sent me a big – remember when I when Jack Daniels got mad at me uh, and they canceled that? Were, were you doing the show yet then? Yeah. Yeah, so Jack Daniels got mad at me, um, and so they canceled an appearance and wouldn't allow me to come. Like, they were going to pay me to come to, like, one of their events. And then they got mad at me because of a tweet I sent, 
and they're like, oh, we can't allow you to show up at our uh, at our Jack Daniels event. I'm like, are you crazy? Do you know that everybody who listens to this show drinks whiskey like it's water? You guys are idiots. And so Fireball was like, hey, we love you. And they sent me a huge Fireball shot machine. Nice. So, I mean, I have this insane nice. Fireball shot machine that will hold like Fireball and give out shots. So last year uh, on Halloween – we went through just gallons. I'm not even kidding about this. Gallons of fireball for all the parents that were showing up at our house to take fireball shots. And so we're doing that again. And I guarantee you that I will be drunk tomorrow night on Halloween. And it's possible, can't guarantee this, but it's possible that I will still be drunk when the show starts on Thursday the 1st in the morning. A lot. It's going to be a lot of parents and a lot of teenagers uh, maybe not teenagers, shouldn't drink kids. A lot of college kids that will still be drunk when they are listening to the show <laughs> on Thursday morning too. So I figure I should just fit in with everybody else. Not to mention that when we start on the West Coast, it'll be 3 a.m. People will be coming home from Halloween parties and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and so uh, so that should be a fun show for the next couple of I days think, as well. I think, Clay, it's only fair that us here in the L.A. studios get to drink some Fireball that morning. Yeah. Well, I don't doubt that at all. The difference is you guys have to drive to work. I just have to sit down yeah. in my house. No, I mean so, once we arrive here, like maybe our management can have some fireball ready for us. Yeah, I think cool. that the odds of that are going to be low. <laughs> Damn I it. think the odds that they're going to be like, hey, here's a bunch of liquor. Go drink while you're on the air. I think that's going to be low. I think that would make for great radio, though. It w- well, uh, you yeah. know what? We've heard some shows even in L.A. do that. On you AM know 570, I, Petros has done that before. Has he drank on the air? Yeah. Um, I always have said um, the, the only time I've ever been told to drink on the air, we did a show um, a couple of years ago from a Vegas casino. It was the first show to ever be inside of a Vegas casino during March Madness. And as we were like, we put in our earpieces and like we were getting ready, like we were doing a dry run, like what we're going to talk about. One of the producers said, hey, I've never said this before, but you guys are in a Vegas casino. Go ahead and drink some. I think it'll make the show better. <laughs> so uh, I, I, if, if Scott Shapiro tells me, hey, just go ahead and drink some, I think the show will be better. It's hard to drink this early in the morning. There we go. True. Hard to start off drinking this early in the morning, although I got to be honest, when we go to calls, we somehow always get drunk callers on the show. It doesn't matter what time of the day it is. So maybe there's already people who are tipping one back. But tomorrow, fun Halloween edition. Thursday, probably an I'm still drunk version of the show because it'll be an early morning after Halloween. So we'll see how that goes. Now, and I'm t- lastly, I'm sorry to interrupt. I was just going to ask about the show on Halloween because the last two years in a row, we did Outkick the Candy, and it made for some great debates on the radio. Yeah, I think that we will. So here's what I want for people to prepare in advance for tomorrow's show. It's a Halloween spectacular. We are doing three hours of Halloween-flavored fun, right? Several different points of debate and discussion. What is the best candy? How rich do you have to be to give out full-size candies? Baller, right? like, baller status. Baller status. What? How rich do you have? Should I be obligated to give out full-size candies now. I'll be honest with you. One of my friends in the neighborhood, they give out full-size candies, and I was like, when I saw their buckets, I was like, damn, they must be doing really well. That's not a small-size peanut M&M's. That's a full-size peanut M&M. They're just giving away like it's nothing. That's a full-size <laughs> Kit Kat. That ain't one of those small Kit Kats. That's a real Kit Kat. Like you go into a gas station, and right beneath the window there, all the candies laid out. That's the full-size candies. 
Um, so we'll get into all sorts of questions. Best Halloween movies, like the scariest movies. I haven't been out to see the new Halloween movie yet. Have you guys, anybody on the show, seen the new Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, the, the 40th anniversary of Halloween? No, I don't think anybody on the staff has seen it yet. Uh, not yet. Nobody has, nobody has seen it. I want to see it. I, I love scary movies, so we'll be talking about that. Uh, who is our guest? Do we have guests on Wednesday? I can't even remember. Um, we'll have a couple of guests, I would imagine. I can't even remember who our guests are on Wednesday. Anyway, Halloween spooktacular version of Outkick. No, no, no. Wednesday is an open day because that's when we normally do the mailbag. Mailbag. Oh, should I? I'll do a Halloween version of the anonymous mailbag. Yeah. Yeah. That actually could go well. It could be a disaster or it could go really well. I will answer every Halloween-related question that anyone could have. Special anonymous mailbag Halloween edition of the anonymous mailbag can deal with your costumes can deal with uh, everything everything you can possibly imagine it's going to be fun tomorrow so make sure that you spend not just a segment make sure you download the podcast so you get all three hours also let me tell you right now Petros Papadakis is going to join us next but let me tell you it's never a good look when you untuck a long bulky dress shirt you may think it makes you look casual but more than likely it just ends up looking sloppy that's why untuck it makes shirts specifically designed to be worn untucked a casual shirt not too long not too short it's just right shirts designed so well gq calls them perfection untuck it shirts are a go-to for any occasion from casual to dressy not only they look good they feel great impeccable craftsmanship and attention to detail make untuck it the only choice for the untucked man with more than 50 sizing options Every guy can find the perfect shirt, whether you have a six-pack or haven't seen your abs since college. Log on to untuckit.com and check out all the new fall arrivals. Use the promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, for 20% off your entire first-time purchase. You can also visit Untuckit at one of their over 40 retail locations throughout the country. Stop hiding your shirt with your pants and and your pants with your shirt untuckit.com your solution to perfecting casual women women out there listening to me right now you know who judges the men in your life for the awful shirts that they wear not the men you get judged if you don't trust what your man is wearing use my promo code clay for 20 percent off savings that's what i do i just tell my wife hey you're gonna get judged for what i wear not me you better make sure i don't look like an idiot use promo code clay for 20% off savings, untuckit.com. Check it out today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that. But there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.